0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Midnight Muse. I'm Matea Linnae, and today I just wanted to check in and chat about a couple of things since times are definitely weird right now. I'm sure that some of you guys are having a tough time as far as careers go, and so I wanted to basically just share some thoughts and words of encouragement today. First, I guess I'll just give a little personal update since it's been a minute. So, you guys know that photography has been my main source of income as of the end of last year, but obviously that isn't really the case anymore. So, when things kind of started to shut down, I wasn't very busy at first and was mainly just watching TV a lot and getting back into art. But then, one of my connections that I made in college in a coffee shop called Kaldi's. Shout out Kaldi's. I literally spent Every day there during the last two years of college, but anyways, so this guy I met in a coffee shop and I connected my junior year. He's been a great business connection motivator and friend, and he was the one that actually kind of encouraged me to switch to full-time and was always asking why not when I kept offering excuses. So yeah, it's been awesome. And so basically a few weeks ago, he reached out to me with the first opportunity to help supplement my income and that was to help a woman start a t-shirt company in St. Louis. So I've been helping her rebrand and creating designs for her and it's forced me to start practicing my illustrator and photoshop skills again, which is a breath of fresh air, I would say. It's something that, you know, I've always wanted to improve and so what better time than now right then a week or so later he reached out with a few more opportunities one revolving around me creating an e-course which i'm excited to release in the coming weeks or so basically just combining what i've learned as a content creator an artist a business owner and marketer. so it will be really cool i think we are working together with his team which the other half is in australia actually so it's weird working on drastic time differences but it's a very creative team which is awesome and everybody does their part in group work if you know in school it's really hard to get people to do their part in group work but everyone does their part it's really awesome so uh the other project i can't really disclose too much info about but basically we're just working on a book release and the author is a christian leader and he is also a self-made billionaire so that's interesting uh it's been really weird I feel like I'm definitely out of my scope you know but it's just such a good learning experience so far so I'm definitely grateful for that and I guess that just kind of goes to show that you never really know what's going to happen and I'm pretty financially stressed right now since my main source of income has completely disappeared but right now I'm focusing on hustling to make ends meet and see what opportunities unfold Not gonna lie, I didn't feel qualified for those jobs since my background in digital art is pretty limited and I haven't launched a book before so I've definitely felt like I'm not fit for these positions and I feel like that's a pretty common feeling. And this isn't the first time that's happened for sure, like literally this time last year I was standing on the set of Good Morning America with a client being interviewed for a movie she released with Lifetime TV. And I left my classes my senior year to go on a press tour with her in New York. So am I qualified for that? Probably not, but it worked out and it was just really such an unforgettable experience. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity. And if I jump back three years, I was asked to host a rooftop networking event with Verizon, like the phone carrier I use, and they asked me to be a host for an event. What? And if I jump back Four years, uh, The ex- Express, the clothing company, emailed me asking to do a fashion show with Carly Clauss's new fashion line. My brother was in New York at the time and he said he saw me on a screen in Times Square and it was really weird. <laughs> and I remember that year, I felt like I hadn't really done anything special for me to be in that show. But these days, you can basically get away with anything if you really just nail down your passions and work hard, I think. And... That's why teens these days are able to grow into major successes. You know, they're not afraid to put themselves out there and share what they have to offer with the rest of the world. And I'm not saying TikTok is the primary way by any means for everyone to be successful because I definitely think it looks different for everyone. And just as a side note, I want to recognize that our idea of success is kind of skewed these days and you have to basically just define what success is for yourself, but that's a topic of discussion for an entirely different episode. And yeah, anyways, it's simultaneously just so hard and easier these days. It's easier, I would say, to spread ideas, feelings, and messages online as things can blow up like wildfire. And you can go viral in a matter of minutes, but it's just so much harder because at the same time, that's meant online criticism and comparison has skyrocketed naturally. And it's just a really delicate balance that we're all attuned to. The good part, I suppose, is that it means that it opens a whole new range of possibilities for us to encounter by chance, but that doesn't mean we should discredit the work it took for us to get there, you know? Sometimes we kind of fall into this feeling that we're not qualified to do a certain job or accept a certain opportunity that comes our way. And at the end of the day, we've got to look back on all we've done and how hard we've worked to reach the point we're at today. I think back to how I felt in each of those times and even for these current opportunities feel, just so out of my league and wildly underqualified. But I also look back at each of those times and realize the reasoning behind why they each happened. I worked really, really hard and opportunity comes from so many different areas, and it all boils down, I think, to working hard to nurture all of those different areas. So, today, I made a list of all the areas where I think opportunity comes from. And so, the first is passion. Happiness in what you do day in and day out is going to lead you to success, and I've realized that it's really hard make a hobby and a passion into a job because at that point the line starts to kind of blur and it's easy to lose motivation and passion for your work we all know every day isn't going to be our best day and some days will be less fun than others but at the same time if you come out of each day feeling like what you do brings you joy then you're doing just fine you know passion looks like a lot of different things though It's the way we love ourselves, love others, and encompasses all of the things we naturally gravitate toward and pursue. So it doesn't have to be, you know, your job. Passion falls into your hobbies and it's basically just having strong feelings about something. I pulled that from the dictionary, so it's basically just meaning you have strong feelings. So I think it's just one of my favorite traits to search for in other people, primarily because it's a trait that you can't fake you can fake being nice you can fake being confident but you can't fake passion it bleeds into everything and in a search for authenticity especially nowadays with things online being so much easier to fake I feel like it's one of the coolest things to look for in other people and if you think about it people get really passionate about the music they listen to and the movies and the books they like to read or watch and their life goals and all of that. And if you really want to get to know someone, I think you've got to get down to the root of their passions. The next area I found to bring about opportunity is consistency. People want to work with people and businesses they can rely on. So if you take a second and think of the companies you work with or shop at the most, why is that? Who do you go to when you need help? I oftentimes go to my sister or my best friend because I know they'll always answer within seconds, not just once or twice, but always. And my favorite Instagram pages to follow are the ones that are consistently putting out new content and engaging with their audience basically every day. And this is the same breakdown when it comes to opportunity. People bet on people they can trust, people that are consistent and will deliver And so if there's an area of your career where you might like to shift toward, it would make sense to then shift more time and energy into that area over time to build consistency, right? So, for example, when I started photography, it wasn't like I was shooting all the time since it was just a hobby. And I was also graduating high school, starting college, weird time of my life to pick up something and just, you know, think of oh it could be a career. And so as I started to grow more passionate about it and learned more about how I could potentially make money from it, I started to put more time and effort into learning about it as well as just practice. I was practicing a lot, practicing when I could, and as I kept posting sessions online on social media and marketing myself, I started landing more bookings and over time I started charging Until I realized there was a weird shift happening and people reaching out to me were starting to ask my rates automatically instead of me having to ask them to pay for sessions. Then the third area that seems to bring about opportunity revolves around empathy and building and maintaining relationships. So we all know that connections to other people are ultimately what helps us grow That's why tools like LinkedIn exist, and in my experience, one of the biggest relationship builders, if not the biggest, is empathy. So something I've kind of learned over the past few years is that empathy isn't exactly the same as sympathy. Sympathy is defined more so as sharing. We tend to think of sharing emotional pain, so say your friend has a loved one pass away, They would grieve and we would likely send them a sympathy card or, you know, a bouquet of flowers to let them know we also feel sadness, whereas empathy is more about understanding. So we can imagine how someone must feel based on what we know about them and despite them explicitly saying what's going on. I think empathy is a little more removed in the sense that you recognize you aren't directly going through what someone else is. But you're still trying to put yourself in their shoes and be mindful of their situation and also act accordingly. Empathy is so vital in all aspects of our lives. It's so important when trying to nurture relationships, whether they be friendly, romantic, professional, or otherwise. But it seems like we all just want to relate to one another. We want to see people that reflect us in the media and We want to connect with people that share common interests and values with us, and empathy tends to be at the forefront of that. Think about all of the empathy going on right now. So with small business owners and companies holding on, people are really supporting local when they can, and that means they have to put themselves in the shoes of small business owners and understand their situation. That's empathy at work. When we can put ourselves in the shoes of others and relate, it opens up this whole new level of understanding and it makes connecting with other people a lot easier. Connecting with people on a more personal level means we can stay at the forefront of their mind and that also means when an opportunity comes their way, they'll think of us to carry out the job when the time comes. I can't even tell you how many times I've gotten bookings from referrals from people and other creators that I just constantly connect with and engage with. It's because we're constantly interacting and supporting each other. And in return, we're giving each other business. So the next area that tends to bring about opportunity is learning from failure. Failure is bound to happen in one way or another. And, you know, I actually took a failure course at my university, which is kind of funny. Um, But I studied entrepreneurship and so part of the coursework was to take that class. It fell under the management coursework and I did actually learn a lot from it. It's hard for people to believe that people fail all the time. You know, we tend to only hear wild success stories and with social media today, it just seems like people become these overnight sensations and they become successful in the blink of an eye and we forget that social media is a highlight reel, and we're all humans, and we all have a lot more in common than not. Take Bill Gates, for example. We all think of him as an overwhelming success, but we don't all know his story. And when I was actually researching for this episode, I personally didn't even know this about him or basically any of these other stories, but for Bill Gates, his first company actually failed, but he didn't stop after it failed. The company was called Trafodata and it was a device that could read and process traffic tapes. When he tried to sell the product, it didn't even work, <laughs> but he and his team learned from that failed product launch, and it put them in position to then launch, but he and his team learned from that failed product launch, and it put them in a better position to launch a company that would actually work, also known as Microsoft. When we think of Benjamin Franklin, we think innovation. We certainly don't think about the fact that he dropped out of school at age 10. His parents couldn't afford it. He taught himself through reading and went on to create bifocals and the lightning rod. When we think of Stephen King, we think of his incredible success. We don't even think about the time he threw his first book into the trash after being rejected consistently from publishers. His wife actually had to retrieve the book from the garbage and urge him to finish it, and now his books have sold over 350 million copies. When we think of Van Gogh, we think of his artistic success, but we don't remember the fact that he only sold one painting during his lifetime. He made no money and painted over 900 pieces, so goes to show that we don't need external validation, you know? All of these stories are so interesting and make their success that much more meaningful. We just don't hear about the failure part so much these days. So then we kind of feel like we're not doing enough or we failed in one way or another. So then we have to remind ourselves that those failures are putting us in a better position for the next opportunity to do something even better. I guess failures aren't complete failures, you know, since you come out the other side having learned something. So that's that the next area that I think brings about opportunity is keeping our egos in check it's a weird line these days and sometimes online it can seem like bragging but our attention is just to share our egos can however get in the way of our growth if we start to feel like our way is the highway the best way and the only way you know it closes our minds from being open to other ways of thinking and doing and that's when the growth stops And then the last area I wanted to highlight today is to just own your successes. Share them with people, be proud of them, and take a moment to recognize your growth and all of the time, effort, and work it took you to get there. But then after that moment, put your head down and get back to work. So, those are just some areas that I think are good to focus on for attracting opportunity. And if we can keep all of those areas moving and growing, it would make sense that amazing opportunities arrive at our door. So it's not just luck or maybe it's, you know, a hint of luck, but also what we do to create an environment for ourselves that attract great opportunities combined. And when we feel ourselves feeling like imposters, we have to kind of catch ourselves and remember all that we've done to be where we are today. So for example, my sister was a teacher and then she had two little girls and her family lives in D.C., Her husband is a radiologist in the army and they've been stationed out in DC for I think five or six years now and obviously that's a very expensive city to live in so they found that when they did start a family it was cheaper for them to have her stay home full time and take care of the girls instead of have her work and put the kids in daycare. With a background in teaching, she quickly learned to do these daily exercises and daily, or, sorry, daily activities like crafts, learning activities, and she even like bakes with them, but she does all of those things with her girls and they help get her her girls acquainted with new skills like matching, adding, reading, tracing, you get the idea. And my friends would always comment, "How does she come up with that stuff?" And well, some are ideas she gets from other mom bloggers, but others she either creates herself or adapts. And so I've been telling her for years to make a blog to put everything in one place for her friends that are always asking about how she's, you know, coming up with these things. And so her friends with kids can check check all of those activities out and follow her. And she said, I'm not special. You know, I feel like, I don't have something different to offer, and I said, girl, that's imposter syndrome. Get rid of that. Your friends (laughs) ask you all the time how to do these activities. It would be so great to share them in one place, you know? So, we've been working together on building her blog, which I can tell she's definitely warming up to and getting more and more excited about. So it's a neat thing to see when we pass over the line of imposter syndrome and go for something that gets us really excited, you know? We all feel like we're not more special than the person next to us, but we've all got something to bring to the table, and it can take us a really long time to realize what it is that we bring. But if the opportunity to do something amazing comes to us, why wouldn't we at least explore it and try, even if it's intimidating? And as always, I've pulled a quote today, and it is this. Validation is a cover for permission. Really what you're seeking is permission to step into your power and be brave. I'll read that again so we can catch it and understand it. Validation is a cover for permission. Really what you're seeking is permission to step into your power and be brave. And that quote is from Emma Mumford. I'm hoping that as we continue to get more opportunities in the coming months and years, as things open up again, that we can let go of the feeling that we aren't good enough or aren't qualified enough and start to remember that there is a reason that someone has taken interest in our capabilities, even if we can't fully see it or understand it ourselves yet. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week this week i'm hoping to have another episode up either end of this week or beginning of next until then take care stay safe and healthy